LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 194. We are the podcast talks for anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Mari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Oh, things do sound a little bit better. Uh, Don't hex anything. Well, you know me when it comes to the audio quality of this podcast, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ran some real audio, some serious audio difficulties. I tried to upgrade Mako-chan's computer. Something went wrong, put it back together, and now the hard drive doesn't boot. So probably after the show, I'm probably going to tell her to get on Skype with the video so I can see what's going on so I can figure out what the fuck happened. It's going to be a long night. Fun time. It never ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are live tonight, week of December 9th, 2014. Wow, where did the year go? I don't know, but I don't like it. I have too much to do before the end of the year. Uh, that makes two of us. But we're live. Like we all have shit to do. Mm-hmm. Live on the VOG Network, Tuesdays at 9, 30 p.m. Eastern, and replays Thursdays at 1. Check out our interactive pa- chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head over to animejamsession.com slash VOG network. There's an IRC link. You click on that, and that'll bring you directly into the chat room with your default chat client. So, <sighs> so much to cover, so little time. I think we can do this. And in the chat room, everyone's talking about Final Fantasy I guess people are still kind of pissed about the uh, HD port coming to PS4. Well, yeah. I think oh, well. if, if it's going to be an HD remaster, they'd have to rebuild that game from scratch. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. Hey, I'll pay. I'll. I'll pay money for that. Well, um, let's go ahead and get the ball rolling. Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Yeah, most of it was related to work, but uh, then again, there was DerbyCon to go to. Yeah. We will be talking yeah. about that later. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I've been watching my pay- like the paycheck I had slip slowly, slowly away as I try to buy gifts for these people. Ugh. I know that feeling. It's not a whole lot of fun. Honestly, I'm at the point where I'm just hoping, hoping the holidays will be over by now. I hear you. They, uh, they typically they typically haven't gone well for me in the past couple of years. Yeah, look at it this way. The end of the year is almost here. Mm. Plus, it's, this one's more of a minor inconvenience, but I tried looking for the uh, Amiibo figures. You know, they go with the uh, Wii U and the, uh, mm-hmm. especially for Smash Brothers, but uh, unfortunately the only one I want, Marth, is uh, nowhere to be found. Apparently scalpers have been uh, snatching them up to simply to resell at exorbitant prices. Well. And Nintendo said that they're not going to reprint all, like, every last one of them, so 
so you don't get it now or and don't feel like paying you 50 60 bucks for a $12 thing you're screwed so when I went to the GameStop after I visited one GameStop after calling three I decided fuck it I'll reserve me Ike because Ike's gonna be in the uh, he's gonna be in the next issue and I, uh, I love Fire Emblem so there was that well, why don't you check like Target or Best Buy? Check that they checked them, couldn't find it. Amazon? That's where I was finding them at like 60, 70 bucks. Wow. Tell you what, I will I will crack somebody's skull for Luigi if that shit happens. Now Luigi's kind of common, so you're you'll be okay. Yeah, but they haven't released Luigi yet, so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all things have been going for me. Fair enough. Mako Chai, how was your week? How was your day? Um. Basically, work and getting ready for DerpyCon. You at least looked like you had fun when I saw you there. I had so much fun walking around in Lolita Deadpool. Fair enough. But, yeah, this past week has been pretty damn boring. Oh. Alright. I think that was a new record for Michael Chan's weekend day. Hey, my week was boring. Shush. Oh, well, mine was about the same. Uh, getting ready for DerpyCon and getting there Thursday night since I'm staff. But coming home, I did receive some packages. Um, first off, I got the bigger, blacker box for Cards Against Humanity, and I started getting like the ten, like the ten days of Quans or whatever. I didn't get anything for for tonight, so it's probably stuck in the mail somewhere. So they need to put on here, like kind of, they need to label on here, like day one or day two or something like that. That would be cool. That would at least. Help us figure out what's what, you know? But other than that, that's just basically the gist of it. Um, I just find it funny that the bigger blacker box, the outside box, just says, um, box of cards. <laughs> the innuendo on the bigger blacker box alone is enough. Yeah, it's funny to tell people, I don't have the bigger blacker box, but I have the bigger wider box. <laughs> and they just kind of look at you weird. And did I break up the box? Alright. Yeah, I guess we had short weeks, plus we started way late, as you can tell. Um, we're going to go ahead, kick things off, and when we get back, we're going to talk about DerbyCon. And all the fun and all the craziness that has happened with it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. This should be fun. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> we'll be back.
During the commercial break, I decided to go ahead and open up the bigger, blacker box. And it was quite interesting what was inside. You found the special mm -hmm. card, didn't you? Uh, no. Then what was inside? Well, first things first, it comes with a pack of blank custom cards, which is cool. Second, it comes with a, a stack of dividers, which is perfect, you know, I guess for divvying up by expansion packs. I might go back and, like, sort them like that. Third, there is a box expansion pack that's in here. Yeah, it's kind of underwhelming. A box. A box within a box. A boxing match with a giant box. A box of biscuits, a box of mixed biscuits, and a biscuit mi mixer. An outbreak of small box. Boxing up my feelings. A man-shaped box. The J-15 Patriot Assault Box. 
a falcon with a box on its head, being a motherfucking box, and it ends with Pandora's vagina. A box. P- yes. And the version I saw had a card said two midgets shitting into a box. That's one of them. Now, my understanding is, to find the secret card, you have to actually rip apart, like, the outer layer and, to assemble it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No, I think you just have to cut a square on the inside of the box. You just need to make sure that you don't cut through the card. Because you don't want to cut through the card. Hmm. Well, I wonder if it's just the thing... Well... I'll, I'll find it and discover it later, so you know. Yeah, just look online, and you should see, like, other people where they've had to cut. Well, that way cool. you don't wreck the outside of it. Yeah. And Besides, I, you'll like what the card says. Okay. I also... And I also... I have to start looking at my the, the Kwanzaa cards, and I ordered the 2012 holiday set, and I opened it up. I realized I already have this, so... I'm probably just going to throw... I'm just going to turn around and just sell it for, like, online for like 15 bucks if possible so so anywho and if we look at the chat room at um live.vognetwork.com um ranger serena says i want to hear extra pan christmas well if i can track down their album you might just hear it um Serenity1488 says, but you need to find the secret card in a bigger blacker box. Well, yeah, going to take care of that. Much appreciated. You can feel if you run your hand along the inside of the top, you'll have to cut the lining out to get it, but I promise the silver foil stamp card is very much worth it. This comes from a board game geek post, which uh, discusses it. All right, so, it is, so it's an actual silver foil card on the inside. Yep, it's a foil card. Okay, because... I thought it was the the way because the inner box it's like I thought I had to like cut and strip and tape it together. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. So, anywho, see your hear your reaction to it. Mm. Mm. We'll see. So now, anywho, let's go ahead and talk about DerpyCon. Long story short, it was the con of the year. That's it. I disagree. Well, of course it's not con of the year, but... I don't think a first-year con could pull off something like that. No, for a first-year convention, it did really well. Yes, it did. We actually got higher than our original expected numbers, which was pretty cool. So what I'm was the attendance s- number? 727. We were only expecting about 500 people. I think we would have gotten more if we weren't the same weekend as WinterCon and Bad Weather Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, I'm there Thursday, you know, because I'm part of staff to help set up. I go to open my laptop. I broke my laptop. Uh-oh. The hard, The hard drive failed. That sucks. Yeah. It had all... It had pretty much had the, the pertinent... Uh, karaoke stuff on it, but didn't have nothing personal, like no like data or anything like that. So, luckily, one of the staffers, uh, I think it was, his name was Steven, he had a spare hard drive and a copy of Windows 7. So I was able to get my machine back up and running. 
And when I got home last night, I was able to put in a new hard drive, um, max out the memory so my my laptop is good as golden. I just have to remember, um, next time I shut down to go somewhere, just shut it down instead of putting it in sleep mode. That's less of a strain on the, on the machine? No, because if it's in sleep mode, it's still partially on, so it's still susceptible to bumps and hits. That has happened oh, okay. to um, one of the users at, at work, and he has gone through three hard drives because of that. Damn. Ow. Yes. And as Radiator says, I would have figured DerpyCon would have been, well, derpy as hell. But here's the irony of DerpyCon. Everyone kept asking if it's a PonyCon, and we're like, no, we're not a PonyCon. But so much pony merchandise was being sold, but very little pony MLP cosplay. Very little. Hell, one guy had a 3D printer printing out little uh, ponies. Yeah, he also printed out TARDISes and other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I, never I think got... the biggest misconception is after it was named DerpyCon, they made Derpy the, you know, the mascot. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I mean, I think that's where it is, and just about every picture of a mascot on there has As been... a humanized derby. Yeah. Well, it's, derpy, you know, derpy it's derpy hooves, and it's uh, the doctor, and I'm guessing the pink-haired one is supposed to be Pinkie Pie? I don't remember. But, I, I mean, when you have... Yeah, when you have three different you know, humanized versions of what could be ponies, mm-hmm. people are going to think it's PonyCon. Yeah. But what bothers me is that, you know, I hear from people, oh, I am not going to a pony convention. I'm like, have you been to the site? No, but I'm not going to a PonyCon. <sighs> so... Friday, you know, we had we we got started and we opened around 3 p.m. and I and I recorded opening ceremonies and it was just your basic introduction of all of the uh, of all the guests and and there was a moment of silence for C.J. Henderson, a renowned uh, sci-fi writer who passed away earlier this year. He was a guest at the con, but what they what they did was they left his table there for him, you know, so. That was pretty cool. I remember, I remember getting an interview with him a couple cons ago. Like, one earlier in the year. Did you? Yeah. Did you send it to me? It was in my... It was in the, uh... It was mentioned in the, uh, con write-up. Oh, okay. It was for, uh... What was the one out in the Pennsylvania Dutch country? Zenkai. The, yeah, the Zenkai con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of his last conventions. Yes. I just said, uh, hey, I'm, I, I was uh, talking to someone, like, I think a staffer saying about mm-hmm. press, and uh, I think he overheard me and said, like, like he asked me, like, oh, wh- what are you press for? And I'm like, yeah, do it for a, pod- for a podcast and a website, and that's how the interview happened, very uh, ad hoc. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, anyway, back about the uh, convention. All right, yeah, so... I didn't uh, want to mm-hmm. cut you off. Yeah, that's fine. So mostly Friday, I, I just spent my, I just took the time to like take pictures, you know, walk around, get a little bit of food, and kind of help in whatever departments that needed help. Because running karaoke, you don't need a lot of hours. So 
you know, later in the day, they had the, um, the formal, which is something that I like. Now, there were some issues in regards to the formal. The original, they were theming it around Adventure Time. But they were, but they end up the continent of getting giving the formal the people who run it to people who run PonyCon. Used to be known as Big Apple PonyCon, but it's not just known as PonyCon. Now, as I am walking back, you know, back into the hotel, one of the staffers is like she's ready to do her thing, and she has like this very. She says she has like this slutty like outfit, and I'm like. Why would you want to wear that to the formal? And she starts telling me that playing like regular techno music and stuff. I'm like, no. So pretty much there was a discrepancy, like a breakdown of communication between people that were running the dance formal and the con. It's supposed to be a formal where you play nice, like, music. You know, not uh, like like rave type music. It was supposed to come to an agreement that it, the music would be sort of like, um. Like a high school dance, but it was, yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it did, but the music was really good during the last hour, not the first hour, because you really couldn't dance to it. And you had some people that were dressed up and some people that weren't, so. And it was just like, uh, you know? Yeah, I think I think they need to not say formal or formal attire mm-hmm. unless it's going to be a formal I get that they were, you know, trying to go gala, as in, you know, pony gala. But even then, that was a formal. Yeah. That yeah, didn't was. break down until, you know, the girls started acting crazy. And even then, it broke down badly, not broke down into, you know, a fun party. Mm-hmm. Until the very, very end. Yeah. But when you use words like gala and formal people are gonna think okay suits and dresses and pretty and then you read the description it's like oh yeah we're gonna be playing electro and like that's not a formal I can't like I don't wanna you know bust a move in my good suit when I end up ripping something exactly no the I, I didn't even realize there was supposed to be a formal so I went down there in my Lolita outfit and one, that's, you know, the outfit I'm wearing Saturday, so I don't want to get sweaty in it. And mm-hmm. two, if I'm going to dress like that, I, you know, I want to go to a formal. I don't care if there's some faster music mixed in with it, right. but the majority of it should be formal type music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right after the formal, they broke down for the, for, for the concert for that night. I think first no 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 it was no concert tonight they got ready for cosplay burlesque and i know a lot of friends that are in it and unfortunately i could not go because i was running the karaoke room i don't i guess poor planning but yeah a small convention i don't think you would want to run karaoke open mic against a big event like that i think next year it's gotta be in fr- uh, friday afternoon at least. The karaoke, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fun, you know. We were just, we were, we were streaming lyrics, you know, online, you know. And we had a bunch of homestuckers come in singing songs from Greece, and they were very well behaved. 
and I like that. I know, yeah, I'm surprised at their behavior, too. As soon as burlesque started, everybody but, I think, two people left. Yeah. So, I mean, and before that, uh, there was a pretty good turnout mm-hmm. on Friday night. Yeah. But I think, you know, possibly, you know, starting at some point in between there, but definitely during the afternoon. Yeah. Maybe instead of a four-hour stretch, do a two-hour stretch in the afternoon and a two-hour stretch be- between the dance and the burlesque. Mm-hmm. That gives everybody something to do. You're not stepping on anybody's toes at that point. I mean, I'm, I'm, but I, I think that would definitely work out a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely going to be put down for... um. That's definitely gonna be um, one of the things to be brought up in topic conversation for for on uh, for next year's uh, DerpyCon. Like, what can we do to improve it? I just think a lot of the issue. I think we had a lot of great programming. I guess some of the key programming stuff should be like kind of more spread out instead of like overlapping. Yeah, um, I know that that was you know one issue that Michelle had. Yeah. Is everything she had to do was Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So Sunday there was nothing. And she just she found that very odd that things weren't spaced out to do like to have her really needed all three days. Yeah. So she just hung around a convention on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she hung out, she had fun and all that, but just the way it happened, she was, you know, I think she had three or three, two or three panels in a row on Friday. Right. Two or three panels in a row on Saturday, and then nothing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Three in a, lo- three in a row seems a little excessive, I think. Yeah, it kind of was. Well, I think, I think Friday was, she had to be there for opening ceremony, so I yeah. count that as one. Um, she had an autograph session, and I think, and she had her uh, not your everyday panel. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, she had to be up at nine o'clock, and she had autographs and uh, the voice actor panel, and then she came over to help judge karaoke. Yes, and we and we didn't really run issues with the karaoke contest, but some stuff went up really late, and we got two entries now. I have my inbox open right here. One person, let me move this down a little bit. Okay, sends in a request for his um for his karaoke music. Now, the rules of a karaoke contest at an anime convention is you pretty much sing anime or J-pop, rock, hip-hop, Japanese music. Now, running it at a con like Zenkai, which is anime and sci-fi, kept the rules the same. But after this, I'm going to change the rules slightly. You know, add more, not just anime music, but more like Korean, Korean pop, rock music, geek music, you know. Yeah, like yeah. the nerdcore and parodies and things like that. Yes. Hmm. Now, one person sends in a submission for music. And now, for the way I run my contest is you submit three songs. The first round, you're going to sing one song. 
Now, if there is a second round for eliminations, you'll sing a second song. And then the third song, you will sing at the finals if you make it. Now, when you put in your three songs, you do not have to sing them in the order you submit. Whatever is you'd rather do. So, this one contestant, this is the music he, he submitted. Cult of Personality by Living Color, Words as Weapons by Seether, and Panic Room by Theory of a Dead Man. Like actual karaoke music and not, you know, anime karaoke music. Correct. You kind of missed the mark on that one. Yeah, and the rules are straightforward. I t- and... Christ. Uh, I'm trying to... Um, f- Alright. Because I, I, I said to him um, that he can't have uh, these songs because they're not uh, for the contest. You, yeah, you, they're not eligible for the contest. That's what I told him. So... He sends me three more new songs. Forever the Sickest Kids, We Are the Guardian. Imagine Dragons, Battle Cry, Transformers, Age of Extinction soundtrack. Miz's theme, I Came to Play. That's a flag. <laughs> yeah, and I followed up with, you cannot use these songs either. The rules said you must perform songs that are anime, J-pop, and so forth, you know. So he says he can't think of anything off the top of his head, you know, because he's checking his PSP playlist because that was a lot of rock and metal, you know. I mean, I, I like his variety of music. Don't get me wrong, but you got to go with the rules, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even next year that music wouldn't be appropriate. Yes. Now, I, I got an email from him yesterday. With him submitting the songs. I'm thinking somehow his email resent it again, thinking I didn't get it the first time or something like that. I'm like, really? And he sent, he sent in Seether, Theory of a Dead Man, and as CM Punk's thing. I'm like, are you serious? It sent yesterday? Yeah. You mean after the convention? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. This isn't adding up. And as Nem and as Nemesis forty seven says it's anime karaoke, not WE karaoke. And Serenity fourteen eighty eight goes, he could have done God knows from Melancholy Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah, that's a good song. Yes it is. And thank you, Act Def, for the for the face palming and Serenity, I actually have a spi- pick a spike me where he actually is face palming. Okay, so lots of people have that. Yes, and the funny thing, I'm looking at the the meme that she sent me a spike saying, "What the fuck is this, is that shit?" I can actually hear it in Spike's voice. So, anywho, what Friday we just bummed around, you know, after all that, because I ended up shutting it down an hour early, and after I got everything secured, I made my way over to Burlesque. It was already over, but I just wanted to say hi to my friends that were on performing. And one of them came by and spoke to me earlier. I'm just trying to figure out who she was, and I'm like, 
and it was my friend Cherry Valentine, but you know how it is. You know somebody in cosplay and costume all the time, but when they're in normal clothing, you're like, what? Oh, shit, hey, you know? Uh, how, uh, what did she say about the uh, performance? Was it a good turnout? What do you mean? Uh, I, trust me. It, it was probably standing room only. Hmm. Yeah, the burlesque shows get a lot of viewing. Mm-hmm. So, then we come across to that Saturday. So, Saturday is more people. The weather is ju- is still bad. No, Thursday we did that run to fatties, that's right. Thursday or Friday, whatever. So, Saturday, the karaoke room doubled as the um, the, the craftsmanship judging for the cosplay. And I think for future reference, that's what it's going to be used for. That or, you know, for press, which I think is pretty cool. Kind of work with the space that you got. So... That reminds me, I never found the press ops if there was any. There wasn't a press ops. The press stuff fell apart at the last minute because one of the one of the staffers was 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 he had like several he was running several different job titles so he kind of the press got the short end of the stick per se. I ain't mad about it though. I mean things happen, so it's cool. Things happen as long as they learn for next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, one one of the one of the worst things a convention can do is screw press. Yeah, because that's their word getting out. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think it was Friday. There was no wait, no no. The con roast the the con chair roast was Saturday night. That's right, it was Saturday night. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. We had our two entries in the contest, and it became open mic for about an hour, and then I shut it down and ran around, took more pictures, and trying to help where I could. I mean, it was it was pretty chill, and it was a lot of like normal people there, and it was pretty cool how how the con goers were interacting with them and talking to them. Plus, the fact there was a wedding going on there that weekend too. Really? Yes. That must have been weird. No, really. It's not the first time I've. There's been a convention and a wedding in the same hotel. Yeah, we ended up before that, though. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up riding the elevator. I guess after the wedding, before the reception, Mm -hmm. um, with the bride. Yep. Oh. And um, she even called herself a Jap. Jewish American princess. She called herself oh, a wasp. Oh, okay. Yeah, she called herself that. Yeah. I'm guessing it was after the reception because she was talking about how she didn't throw her bouquet. Mm-hmm. And if you saw this bouquet, it was white roses and some sort of uh, crystal gem. I don't know if it was, you know, the expensive kind or the cheap kind. Right. But it was flowers made with those gems. Probably a good, you know, inch and a half in diameter. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, I can only ha- imagine someone like her throwing that bouquet, and it gets completely wrecked. Hell, she was talking process. about. Hell, she was talking about how um, 
there were no pockets on her dress. I didn't think dresses typically had pockets. I know, right? And as Act Def says, four weddings and a con. Mm. Yeah, that can happen. Panel room one, the wedding of so-and-so. Panel room two, the wedding of so-and-so. Panel room three, the wedding of so-and-so, you know? Hey, I could see it happening if they were all geek pa- uh, geek weddings. Exactly, that's why I said it. Hmm. And we also recorded our podcast. Yes, yes, we did. We started off a little bit late, but it was still fun. I managed to get there at a at a semi decent time, despite you know tearing us up like up and down the the, the turnpike to get there, and mm-hmm. accidentally oversleeping my alarm. Because like, like it goes off at like eight o'clock, hit the snooze, went off like ten minutes later, hit the snooze again, and like, and then like closed my eyes for a little bit, and then it was nine o'clock. Bro, what time did you get out of work Friday? I. It was a. Uh, it was a lot later. I. I uh, wait. Yeah, that was the day I did an additional eight hours of overtime. So what time did you get out? Like midnight or something? Yeah. Well, you guess still could have came because there was a key waiting for you downstairs. I ended up getting the key anyway, but mm. uh, I didn't. I didn't have anything packed with me, and I just figured. Mm. And I was too tired. Gotcha. I was, like, I was gotcha. nodding off when I was getting home. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Defective Candy says, "Panel Room Four: The History of Hentai." Uh, of course. That would be that would be ho- that would be um led by panelist uh Mako-chan. <laughs> sure. See, I'll do it. see, there you go. It was a nice little uh, forty-five minutes or so we uh, recorded. Yeah, it was, and most likely that'll probably be put on for the Christmas special. So we'll actually have something going on that week. Goody. Yeah. Wait, is the drunken is the drunken episode Christmas week or the week before? No, remember we're having the Christmas special. You know where you can drink. Yeah, the drunken Christmas special. Yeah, that's going to be the week of Christmas. After that, when okay. we go on break, remember? Okay. I, so I, it's, yeah, it's going to play during the break. Yes. Yeah, it will. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm, no problem, dude. But yeah, like one of the problems I felt it had, like after you know going to a couple panels, hanging out in the game room, and you know, getting something to eat in the hotel, mm-hmm. it just felt like now what do I do? Well, you gotta take into consideration. It is a first year, so we can only do oh so much. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, I, I did manage to uh, record bumpers from a uh, platform one. It's a, it's a local band who was actually does some like pretty neat stuff. But yeah, th- this is the best way I can describe platform one. If you loved DDR Ultramix and synth pop, you're going to love platform one. That's all you need to know. And probably after the show, I'm going to probably pop one of the out CDs on, blast that shit on my 5.1 while I sit here and kind of clean up my clean up my apartment, you know, sort my laundry and shit, you know. And I got Uncle Yoda record a bumper. Yeah, we might have to have him do a regular one. It just depends on 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 him if Black Wolf likes it. I think I have to start emailing them to him so it'd be like 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 don't play don't play you know. Ugh. He told me it's going to be deliberately, you know, botched. <laughs> and I think that's pretty cool, too, so. Yeah, he did two sets. One at, th- one at three was only a half hour, and one at nine, which was an hour long. Oh, okay. I ended up attending both of them. 
Okay, how how was his uh, stand up? How was it? It was pretty funny. He uh, mentioned that he's that he knows he does a lot of like, rapid fire jokes and whatnot, but mm-hmm. he's trying to uh, you know slow down a little. Yeah. And that he was uh, still trying to uh, he still had some of his notes laying around. Yeah. And he worked off that a little bit, but it was still funny. Ow. Gotcha. All right. And in the game room, there was a couple of, uh, mostly Nintendo systems set up. I saw, yeah. And the, the big thing was that the eight-player Smash Brothers setup. Yes, and you, uh, did you hear, like, the like the eight-player, um, the adapters are, like, hard to find now, and... Uh, apparently, yeah. n- the demand far, far outstripped the supply. Yes, and now rumors are flying that, that the adapters are discontinued, and I keep telling people, they're not discontinued. Nintendo is just restocking till they get enough and then let it go. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say, too. Because they're, they're like, oh, shit, slow down, slow down. Because uh, apparently one of the uh, GameStops I had talked to, the one I actually mm-hmm. physically visited today, they said they only got five of the adapters in mm-hmm. when they came and they were all pre and they were all pre-ordered yeah I, I spoke to people who had like they bought an extra just in case I'm like well fuck that if it was me that shit be on eBay for three hundred dollars and plus you can control you can control the uh, you can play Smash Bros with your 3ds anyway so if you only have one adapter and only for uh, GameCube S controllers it's not too bad Oh, okay. Plus, you can also use other controllers, you know, the Wiimote, the chat pad, that sort of thing. That's cool. Also, my I did a cosplay based on a one-off joke, and it was hilarious. Yes, yeah, yes, it was. I wasn't kidding when I said I was going to cosplay high school AU Daniel Bryan. I believe you. I mean, I just... The reason why I, I tagged you in that, because... The way you had, I mean, w- 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 with your beard and your hair, it just looks, it just reminds me so much of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the shirt uh, $10 at a Destination XL because they had, you know, like I said, they had, they gave me a $20 gift card. They're like, here, spend this in our store. Mm-hmm. And that was that. And then my cat's walking all over me. All right. And so now, one of the issues we were we were trying to get done was the masquerade. Now we didn't get a lot of entries for skits, but we got a lot of walk-ons, which were cool. So we were able to mix up, do a mix-up of walk-ons, skits, and the karaoke winners, and it all was under like an hour. And I think it, it went to two hours with the announcing of the awards and stuff, which were pretty cool. Because what they did was, it's like what it's like what Manga Next did. Manga Next never had like a masquerade contest. It was like a masquerade cabaret, and the rules were a little more freeform. You could get away with some stuff, which is why one year Manga Next we did Ron Mo and Have to. Everyone's a little bit racist. <laughs> Something you can't get away with at a r- normal convention. That, that, that video is still floating around, isn't it? What? Yeah, it's on my YouTube page. <laughs> Mako-chan, what was that you were saying down in the chat? Oh, no. Um, 
there's a conversation in chat about uh, what happened at the furry con this okay. weekend. Oh yeah. yeah, the chemical attack. Yeah, we could talk about that briefly. We'll cover. We'll, we'll kind of talk about that right when we finish up the review. Um, and after, and I thought the masquerade was pretty fun. I had some slight video issues because it was so bright that when I was zooming in and out, um, it just got distorted. So I had to zoom back out. I might need to get like another, like some type of an adapter to go in front of the camcorder to kind of block some of that light. Yeah, some sort of filter. Yeah, I actually have a couple of filters. I should actually, I should try, I should try them out. I think I'll do that next time, you know. Mhm. And then you know, I open up karaoke for a couple of hours, and we actually had a rave. Now, I don't like to call this a rave; it was more like a dance party because that's what it was, and it reminded me so much of the original, like of how late night dance parties were back in the early, like in two thousand, you know. And I mean, DJ Cutman was was up first, which was pretty cool, and then followed by Nerdfit. But they, for some reason, they cut they got cut an hour early. But everybody was just there bouncing, banging, thrash. It was just fun. Yeah, I ended I ended up leaving about ten minutes into the roast. Oh, it was. It was like an inverted roast as well because what happened was as they were roasting uh, our great con chair Anthony, he just started going on tangents about the con, the history behind it, and just what doesn't the thing was doesn't matter what the tangents were. Everybody was still engaged and it was funny and it was hilarious. I mean, hell, I had to run upstairs and swap batteries, and don't you know, right after I swapped batteries, it fucking ended. I was like, God damn. I have to put like a little bumper there. We had to switch batteries. Yeah, there was a point that uh, I also had to turn the camera off. Really? Yeah, they were talking about um, issues at other conventions. Okay, yeah. That they've personally staffed. Mm-hmm. So I was asked to uh, turn it off at that point. Well, that's fine. That's completely understandable. I get that. Yeah, that's no problem. So, what ended up happening on Sunday with you guys? Uh, Sunday, um, they, one of the guests there was Antipode, and they did belly dancing. So, I went to the belly dancing show, and it was Pokemon-themed. It was pretty cool. I'm guessing I would have liked that, huh? Yeah, you would have liked it. Especially the... Yeah. F- the, um, the, poke- the girls were basically in um, Ash's starter Pokemon. And then they had one guy dressed as Ash, and they had a woman dressed as uh, Ekans. Huh. I thought it was, I thought that was Charbok. No. It's yeah, because it, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Arbok. Arbok. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Arbok. Yeah. And they had like game. They had like little mini contests and stuff in there too, as well. And one, I think the the leader of Antifoot actually found me on Facebook. So hi. <laughs> How's it spelled? A N T I P O D E. Antipode. Oh, 
Oh, okay, I know what that, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. That's not where it is, okay. Uh, and then after that, um... I didn't record closing ceremonies because we started breaking stuff down. So what happened was, you know, I started... Now, one thing I like about this small convention, I was able to do something I don't get a chance to do at a lot of cons. Sit down and talk to people. So there were a few people I actually ran into earlier in the like earlier in the weekend, and dragged them over to our room, karaoke room, because I I hijacked the karaoke room and we all sat there and watched uh, episode eleven of Sailor Moon Crystal. <laughs> I am so behind on that show. I need to watch it. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Although some of the uh, from some of the screen caps people have been posting the. Artwork kind of takes a turn. The artwork is amazing. I just it's just just that Mars just gets derped out a lot. That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. But she's got like one piece esque legs and Ooh. arms. Yeah, like in this episode, the way she was kicking, it's like yeah, that was one hell of a miss. Force kick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one thing on on Saturday. Um, I was talking to one uh, a friend of mine who goes. He does coverage for conventions, and and he introduced me to these three people, and we were all talking. And this one girl, she was she. This was like her second con. Her first con was New York Comic Con. All right, word of advice, people: your first convention should never be a big con, because if your first convention is like Comic Con, Otacon, AX, Acon, Ascent. Anime Boston, big conventions where it's like ten thousand plus people. If those are your first cons, you're going to have high expectations of other conventions you're going to go to, and you're going to be disappointed a lot of times. You got to understand. Sometimes s- smaller cons run things differently. It's going to be a smaller amount of people. It's usually best to build your way up. Like first con, something small, then you go to a big con, then yeah. So. I met this one cosplayer. She was doing Pokemon cosplay, and she wanted to do a photo shoot. And I was like, sure. I think I spent about an hour photoing her in various areas of the convention center, of the convention center, the mall, and the hotel. And it was pretty fun. And that pretty much made her day. But what, but what got to me per se was as I'm photo shoot, as I'm taking the pictures, I'm, 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 I got this mantra going, going. Go, telling to myself, don't be Lawrence, don't be Lawrence, don't be Lawrence, don't be Lawrence, don't be Lawrence. Stay professional, stay professional. Don't be, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I was chanting that mentally in my head the whole fucking time. And and I and the pictures did come up pretty well, and like I said, it, it did make her day. So. Now, get back on track here. Now, Sunday, it, it was fun. It, it died down, so. And that's when some other craziness happened with the staff, but we all got it taken care of. Now, I want to touch on something really quick. Now, this happens a lot with conventions. I mean, you'll go to a... You'll, you'll have people from another convention go to a con and it happens you know a lot of times they just go because they like the con too and you don't really hear like 
feedback about the con. I mean, if I since I now staff Derpy, I wouldn't find myself going to another con and um like saying this is the problem. I I wouldn't do that. I'm just there as uh as an attendee or as a press person, not somebody who is staff of a con trying to uh, scout out information. But it seems that someone from another convention pretty much... I'm not going to say they trash-talked DerpyCon, but they had some not really nice words to say. And The way it was said, yes. it wasn't... Um, it wasn't constructive criticism. Yeah, it was just basically, I guess shit talking you know yeah i mean there's one thing like what we did yeah. we said you know what the issues were and possible ways yeah. that you know maybe next week next year it could be fixed right but this was not not constructive it was all um almost everything was very negative mm-hmm. including trash talking the guests and these guests have have appeared at another convention as well. So, uh, yeah, right. these are guests that have either been guests at this other convention or are potential guests for this other convention. Mm-hmm. But when you start bad mouthing, you know, no names were said, but basically it was implied that the guests were mediocre. Mm-hmm. And when you say something like that and the guests read it, they're going to talk to their other industry friends. Uh-huh. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase TWIST. So there's, so there, yeah, there's something you just don't do. No, there is a way to, you know, critique a convention without coming across as an asshole. Mm-hmm. So, but that was all said and done, and and if I'm not mistaken, his comments are still on his Twitter, so... I wouldn't be surprised. And... Let's go back. back to the future now the theme is running through my head (laughs) yeah the tweets are still up there So that other thing we we're talking about, the uh, gas attack. Yeah, we'll get to that just a bit. I just want to kind of finish wrapping up. Um, I, I didn't know where we were. I like, I like blanked out for a second. Right. It's it's cool. It's cool. Uh, now we found this out during the weekend that there was like a there was a chemical gas attack at Midwest Fur Fest. Some are saying it was deliberate. Some say it was an accident. I'm also hearing somebody was was, was cooking meth in the stairwell. 
Yeah, there's um, a story off of, I think, Fur Affinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically a blog post for a saying that they're, you know, somebody that was at the convention itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it stated that the convention was, the hotel was completely taken over by the convention. Mm-hmm. Meaning all of the rooms, all of the, you know, the extras was full convention use. Right. Um, and then basically stating that um, he had heard from his friend who saw it happen that in the stairwell some guy was trying to cook up meth. Jesus. And um, the chemical reaction went wrong and he tossed the whole thing down the stairwell. What is true and... I don't know what the worst implication is. The fact that they're gassing a convention just because they're full of furries or that they're cooking meth in the hotel room and or staircase. Yeah, so, I mean, whether or not this is coming out to, you know, try and, I guess, appease things, but, yeah, it's it's all rumor at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, if it wasn't a stairwell which I believe that's what it was. And um, that is like the stupidest place to have it. Yeah. Um, like you would definitely, you would want it more where the convention actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like a lot of the people that were getting sick and that had to be taken to the hospital for exposure um, it happened during the evacuation mm. that they came out of the rooms and people had tried to go down that stairwell and opening the doors for the evacuation is what caused, you know, most of the issues. Again, that's rumor, but most of, you know, the people that got sick got sick during evacuation. I think it was really weird about this was watching the news reports, uh, like talking about the uh, the incident. Hello. Yeah, I'm right here. Right yeah. Here. Okay. And uh, apparently, these the people reporting ne- had no idea what a fur- what a convention was or what a furry was. And one clip. Uh, and I think we just lost him. Uh, nope. I found they. The guy learned it like right there. Oh, my God, it's like like no one fact checks over here. Uh... Yeah, and their reaction once they learned it on air was actually pretty damn awful. Are you not surprised? Oh no, I'm I'm not surprised at all. But at the same time, if this had been if this had been any other event, you know, with quote unquote normies that this had happened at, they would be, you know, terrified and all over it. But no, it's a bunch of costume wearing people, so let's laugh about it. <sighs> Alright, so moving on. Let's try to get to other nicer things here. Um, let me 
bring up the laptop, the Skype line. Um, hold on one second. All right. Let me adjust the screen. Perfect. Now I can see the, the, the now I can see the Skype line screen. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Now I think we're gonna kind of skip a couple things here and kind of mosey along just to be cut for time. So we're gonna go ahead and open the Skype line. Uh, if you have any questions about tonight's show, or if you want to ask us more about DerpyCon or anything else, just Skype us at Anime Jam Session. And while we're waiting for calls, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, let's see, where's where's my song? Uh, Open Forum? Yes, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm just trying to find the song for that. Is this it? Yes. We're going to go ahead and do Open Forum Topics. Ah, the open forum topic where we ask all of you, the fans, your opinion on a topic in the anime cosplay fandom. If you don't want us to use your real name, just let us know. We'll just use your convention name or your con name. If I know who you are and you don't post it, I will do it for you. This week's one is pretty simple. The end of the con season. The staff here essentially has done their last con of the season. So, what con is your last of the season or year? And we go here. From Serenity Four Ten Eighty Eight, her last con of the year was Glass City Con. Cool. And I understand that you know not everybody does conventions from January to December. I mean, originally my convention season was from like April to October, and then Anime Next moved to June, and so on and so forth. You know. Critical Myth, New York Comic Con is usually his final con of the year, which is cool. Onsen Mark, for him, it's NecoCon. It's traditionally his bookend con since he goes to maybe three cons a year, which is cool. Uh, Jeff Burns, uh, PMX is, his, last, is the con, his final con of the year. And then he gets ready, he takes time off, and he kicks it back up in January, which is pretty cool. Um, over the years, my final conventions have kind of, sort of, stretched itself out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I said, originally it used to be Anime Next when it was in October. Then, I believe Manga Next became like the final con of the year because it's usually October, November. And then a couple of years back, me and Mako hit up. GobbleCon, which became our final con of the year. And then before that, for me, it was AAC, because that was in October. That was like my final con of the year, which was for like 2012. And last year, it was I had gone to Taki, and that was like my final con of the year in December. And I guess this year, it would be um, Therpycon. Alright, so I think we kind of know each other's uh, final cons of the year, so let's, but let's let the people know anyway, just in case they don't know. What say you, Ari? Um, 
for whatever reason, I've noticed I do a lot, le- a lot less cons in the springtime. Mm-hmm. So, I guess like April to uh, December or January, or a- actually, actually now that I think about it, I probably, it's probably close, like uh, February or March. I usually don't do anything. Right. Maybe April if it's like a, a low hanging one or what, whatnot. Because I've started going to a. Magfest and or Katori Con a lot more. Right. Marco? Um, yeah, I mean, if DerpyCon continues, I'll be going to conventions January to December now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do take, you know, huge breaks where you guys will go off and go to states beyond to I infin- mostly just stay local to infinity and beyond yeah I mean the the furthest away I'd gone was Boston to go to PAX mm-hmm. next year I'm not doing PAX instead I'm going to DCC right so I mean that's gonna be in there but because of where I'm working at this point the summer conventions are pretty much out for me because it happens during, you know, graduation season, and it's all hands on deck those weekends. Okay. Yeah. Let's see, ActDef says his con season runs from September to March, which is, that's cool. It's sort of like a sports season, you know? Like, like uh, hockey, I think. Mm-hmm. See, his, he, his two conventions on the 20s he's going to hit up, uh... One is a gaming con, the other one is a basic anime con run by the local brony group, so... So he's probably gonna be going to be... St- he's probably going to be part of staff as well, so... Have fun with that, bro. We want to hear about it soon. Um, and I think that's it. And, wow. No calls in the Skype line. I guess I guess I guess I should shut it down then. And oh well, maybe next week. Yeah, maybe next time. I think it'll probably be exploding when we do um, uh, ask anime jam session. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay. Now, all in all, DerpyCon. If you like small conventions, definitely go. That's the main thing. It's really down home, and it's like, we're just like one big, happy, dysfunctional family, so. I mean, Yeah, are, I definitely mm-hmm. give it an eight and a half out yes. of ten. Mm-hmm. There are some issues, you know, but it, it's normal. It's, it's normal for a first-year convention, and we'll try to, we'll definitely try to get it right the fall, the, uh, next year. And from my understanding, the dates for next year will probably be essentially the same, so I can't wait. Uh, now that we got that out the way, where is it? Let's do news from Japan. And goddamn, Mako, you got some interesting things. Eh. And that's all you can say is just eh. Hey, when Japan gives me weird shit, I can actually, you know, work with it. True that.
So who's taking the first one? I'll take the first one. Of course you take the first one! Well, this is technically sort of a follow-up to one that we've already talked about. I know. Um, okay. A few weeks back, we talked about the artist that created um, a 3D printable model of her vagina. Um, she basically built a kayak with this 3D printable model and sold it. Well, unfortunately, she was arrested for various reasons, and they finally let her go. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems this past weekend, um, a sex shop owner was arrested alongside the artist again. Mm. Um, basically, uh, it's... This whole thing is uh, sparking accusations that the Tokyo's police are at overbearing and out of touch. Um, basically, this woman, uh, the sex shop owner, uh, her boutique is aimed at women. And she was arrested for displaying obscene goods in her shop window. However, she was released only after two days. Mm. Um, basically saying, like, they, they basically said, look, you don't really have enough to hold her. Oops. However, the woman that was arrested for the genitalia-shaped kayak is still being held. Uh. Um, she's banned from receiving visits from everybody except her lawyers. She's being accused of different but very similar counts as last time um, which basically means that the police are you know trying to get around certain things to arrest her again for quote unquote obscenity in other words they got the woman in their crosshairs constantly yeah that's not good yeah basically um, like the whole thing is uh while Japan's porn industry is pretty large and pretty varied, just about every movie out there is um, pixelated. You can't or... get unpixelated stuff, so just saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do make it non-pixelated, but when they sell it in Japan, they have to pixelate it. Because of, uh, you know, their obscenity laws and the banning of pictures of actual genitalia. Mm. Because this woman basically created a 3D image of her vagina and built something around it, it's still her vagina. And she sold that image without it being, you know, blocked out. Mm -hmm. But she sold that image for others to build their own version of her vagina. Or that extra special flashlight. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it's they're basically you know looking to pick on her, make an example out of her. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh well. I'll go ahead and take the next article. 
policewoman grabs Groper on the train. <laughs> yeah. After getting grabbed by the Groper. Pretty much. Police in Hyogo Prefecture have arrested a man suspected of being a Chikon, which is someone who gropes unsuspecting women on the trains. The suspect's capture wasn't the result of a sophisticated sting operation or anything like that. It was like he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. It seems that as the police, as the report goes, the arresting officer didn't even have to chase the person down. He was right there, caught red-handed when he grabbed the behind of a passenger who is also a cop. A female cop. Now, did she kind of can get away with their crimes? Because if you, you've seen videos of, of packed uh, trains in Japan, and well, you can cop a feel, and you can kind of slip through and not find out who it is, or you would assume it's somebody else. And also, you're not sure who it was, and you can't validate that. So, anywho, as the report, rest report goes, around 7.55 in the morning, a policewoman with Hyogo's Kawanishi uh, PD was riding in a limited express train on her way to start her shift. Between Kobe and Sanmiel stations, the two of the busiest stops on the Kobe line, the officer felt someone touch her butt. Following the hand to its owner, the officer claims she found 35-year-old Masaki Ukai, a resident of Himeji City. And she goes to him, you're a Chikon, aren't you? And took him into custody. I just imagine her saying that to him, and he has this big smile on his face, which just slowly melts into a oh-shit kind of look. Well... Media from from what article from what media outlets are saying in Japan, upon learning the woman was a police officer, Ukai's spirits sank. I would hope so. Oh, <laughs> he goes. Oh, you're going to jail. <laughs> Alright, Marco, you want to go ahead and grab the last one? What about me? Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I am so sorry. Ari, uh, please sorry, take, sorry. take the last one, my friend. A man attacks a schoolgirl and cuts her hair. Didn't we cover something like this before? Mm hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, though. Yeah. yeah, the date says December 6th, 2014. No, I'm saying I think we covered something like this, like. About a, a few weeks ago. Again, wouldn't be surprised. There you go. Police said the incident occurred as a girl was walking to school around 6.30 a.m. on Thursday. TV a shot. Asahi reported the girl told police the man, whom she did not know, called out to her from behind to wait a minute. The man grabbed her and cut about 20 centimeters of ponytail before running away with the stolen locks. The man is said to be in his 30s, approximately 187 years tall, has a round, plump face, and was wearing a black cap and white face mask at the time of the assault. And you just know this fucking charm is going to use that hair to jerk off to later that night. You know... Because if you're attacking some girl for her fucking hair... 
You might as well go all the way and go the go full uh, asshole there. And on top of that, there was a net split in the chat. Er it was a net split in the chat. Everybody should be back soon. Whoop! Everybody's back. So welcome back. Okay. I, you know, I, I can't even explain that one. I can't. I'm not even sure I want to. You know, you just try to find the logical fallacies behind it, and then you're like, uh, no. And if we go into the chat room, in response, in response to our first article that Mako talked about, Serenity says that she finally found out what a flashlight is. Congratulations. Yeah, I was about to say. Now you can't unlearn that. <sighs> I don't feel dirty, but I feel a little bit disgusted. <laughs> that should tell you something. That I did, did my job correctly? Close enough. <laughs> Shall we take a break and wrap things up? Sure, why not? Yes. You got it. We'll be back.
I Things did go too bad. Yeah. And I did find the card. Yeah. <laughs> I actually tore in the wrong section, but I can fix that. It's not a big deal. But I'm not surprised that was the hidden card. <laughs> wow. What is it? You you really want to know? Of course Say I want to know. The biggest, blackest dick. Nice. And it's... And it's foil. Yes, it's a fo- silver foil embossed. <sighs> well played, gentlemen. Well played. And also, while I was, and also it's interesting on the side of one of the boxes. In the box, it says "Cards Against Humanity Foam Block Nutrition Facts." That's hilarious. All right. And also, a couple of things I want to mention real quick before I, before we get out of here. Um, I did end up getting a couple of games while I was out. I picked up a copy of Splinter Cell Blacklist. It was like twenty-two bucks at um, Target. I like first-person shooters, and I picked up and I got Modern Warfare Three for twelve dollars. Thanks to um, Chris Wingate, aka Kane Maxwell. Thanks for the game, bro. Awesome. I gotta get Wolfenstein, then I'm good. And maybe the new Doom. Who knows? <sighs> so if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. This is how we do. This is how we roll. Um, if you have any questions about the show, just drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. Let us know what's on your mind, because we will believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, where we list all of our articles and podcasts. But if you're trying to get to the podcast on our site and you can't get to it because it's blocked from your on your work computer or wherever you're at, don't worry. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. You can also find all of our convention videos at youtube.com slash TV. so please check those out. We have our own uh, YouTube pages. Uh, I am youtube.com slash S. 
We uh, Ari is Ari22682, and Mako-chan is Jupe Luna. You can check those out there to see videos that we have uploaded and other videos of, from other people that we enjoy. You can find this also at twitter.com slash anime jam session. Follow us there so you, for up-to-date info on our website, conventions that we're going to, and where you can find us if you want to swing by and say hi to us. It's cool. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, I'm at DJBonMass, Ari is at the Ari Man, and you can find Mako at Jovidea. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. That's our main page for let you all know about the content we have on our site. And to all of our fans who have liked our page, liked the articles, the photos, the videos, everything, thank you. Thank you so much for your love and appreciation. As long as you continue to like the page and like what we put up there, we're going to keep adding more content. If you want to follow us on Facebook and talk to us, whatever, cool. Uh, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmess or guy. Ari is facebook.com slash Rockefeller. And Mako-chan is facebook.com slash Makoto Mako-chan Kino or Mako-chan with a dash. You can't miss hers. She's on, you, it's Mandy from Grim Adventures. But definitely check out the VOG Network because we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. Um, if you like Star Trek, check uh, the Star Wars Power Coupling podcast on Thursdays. Um, if you like television, movies, book reviews, British programming, Doctor Who, uh, pop culture, and anything along the gamut of that, we have Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pop Culture, and Understation Live. Four different shows, four different points of views. Definitely check them out. If you like what we do on Tuesday nights, you should come in early around 8-ish and check out Electric Sisterhood with Ninja System Pandelicious. Listen to them, and then it's our pre-show, and then it's us. And if you want to hear, it's basically what who we are, but more from a female perspective. So, And they've been doing this a hell of a lot longer than we have. If you like League of Legends, Final Fantasy XIV, World of Warcraft, check out MMO Wednesdays with Girls Gone Wow uh, at 12 noon. Followed by Horde House at 10. I think uh, the crew just got back into playing WoW again. I think. <laughs> they were on a Final Fantasy XIV tangent for a little while. Now, don't forget to come by on Sundays for the Bobby Blackwell Show. Start Sunday at 8. And followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. This is Eastern Standard Times. These, are the, these two shows are the cornerstone of the VOG Network. These are two gaming shows that talk about everything with video games, the gaming industry, but they're indies. So you're going to hear the truth of what they think of what's going on. And also you have a choice to speak your mind when they open up their, their, their respective Skype lines. So definitely check those shows out. All right. Last words, Mako. Um, two things. One, Haichu is doing so popular in America that they're going to be opening a factory in North Carolina next year. Nice. I also hear they're doing candy canes now, flavored. Mm. Awesome. The other thing is there is a temple in Kyoto that is actually doing, um, they're offering gay weddings in nice. traditional Japanese style. Uh, they basically say that uh, the temple is against any form of human right violation. No religion teaches how to hate others. Religions teach how to love and respect them. Um, not only are they, you know, just for the Japanese, they have an English site, and they are trying to put together with uh, 
according to this, um, the English website, uh, they're trying to attract overseas couples um, through a partnership with queer, uh, queer-friendly hotel, Rava of Gran Via Kyoto, and tour operator Out Travel Asia to offer 10-day wedding packaging tours. Nice. So, at least, uh, you know, some people in these very strict areas realize that, you know, just because you might be against something doesn't mean that you should necessarily stop it from happening, just not have it for yourself. Mm-hmm. My last words, um, my place looks like a mess because I just came back from a con, so I'm going to organize my clothes and put my suitcase away. I thought you were going to Skype in and mess with my computer. Uh, I probably will do that, too. Let's answer that. Yeah, I think I got time to do all of this, so... Also, the fr- I finally got your Christmas gifts in. I just got to send them out eventually. All right, cool. So those are my last words. <laughs> oh, you can always keep them until KatoriCon. Mm-hmm. And we yeah, could do an exchange like there. Nah, I'd rather not wait. Alright, cool. Well, that is it. End of list. Uh, next week, we'll have um, Greg Wicker, aka Das Grego, on the show. We're going to experiment with a live um, game show. So, definitely tune in and listen. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Yes, it will. <laughs> so, if you want to win, if you want to see about scoring some awesome prizes, definitely listen in next week. And don't forget, uh, Tuesday, December 23rd, third Anime Jam Session, third annual Drunken Christmas Spectacular. And if the check doesn't bounce, we'll have Bob Saget as a guest. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I said, if the check doesn't bounce. Yeah, well. I never said it was my check. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's time to get out of here. I'm Ronma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Thank you. I was nice. For once. <laughs> Jamatane.